humans, sensitive human beings. Ha! How y'all doing, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of 15 Minutes of Free Thinking with Carpo. I'm going to be your host, Carpo, as you're well aware. And today we're going to talk about a few things that, uh, well, I tried to make kind of a synopsis video, but I ended up <laughs> making quite a long video about this, but there's a lot more to talk about. In the sense of emotion, uh, that connection, that song right there that I was just playing was Papadocio off of their album To End the Illusion of Separation, or Tedios. And, um, you know, I suppose I should get permission to even play clips. I don't usually do that, but Papadocio has been such an inspiration to me in my life path to try to understand emotion and people. There are very few bands who I feel are authentic, that aren't trying to prove anything, that are really just trying to understand each other. And Papadocio is one of those bands. <sighs> Life is a roller coaster, you know? One thing I've learned about music, especially with bands like that, is that the bands that really seem to have the greatest impact where the greatest message are often drowned out by the mainstream garbage. You know, we can talk about bitches and hoes and money and guns all day long, and it's just kind of sad that when I turn on a rap video lately, you know, it's the same thing as it's always been. These ideas don't change, and I'm not saying every single, you know, <laughs> different group has the same, you know, problems, but... Sometimes there's like a general sense that a lot of bands and artists just sell out. And I guess you can't blame them. When a bunch of money is thrown in front of somebody's face, it's hard for them to resist sometimes. But plenty of bands have their stories of changing their lyrics to fit the mainstream and uh, changing the music. And it's pretty much a metaphor for what I feel society is going through right now as a whole. I mean... So many groups, so many people are putting on these acts in order to try to help cope with all the bullshit that's going on out there right now. And there's plenty of it. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about drug use, as I always do, but I'm not going to in this video. I just wanted to touch briefly on uh, MDMA and psychedelics and how they can change a person's perspective in one trip. And when I think about the bigger picture of this, it just it's almost frustrating to realize that everybody has the potential to see that truth, to truly wake up to their own reality, which to me is what being woke really is. That, uh, you know, I mentioned this previously, it's like waking up when you're in a dream and you're dreaming at night and you're having a crazy dream, you might wake up from that dream and go, wow, that was weird. But have you ever noticed that when you're in the dream, it doesn't seem weird at all? It's not like you're going, oh, this isn't normal. It's almost as if, and this, I don't know, I can't dream from your mind, but from my mind, uh, and a lot of people I've talked to about it, it's very normal when you're in the dream, even if you're seeing things floating in this, you know, sky. I had a dream about a pangolin, like a whole bunch of strange dreams lately, and in the end, they all seem normal when I'm there, but when I wake up, I say, whoa, that's very strange. So I think 
maybe waking up to your own truth in life is very similar to that. Some of the things I've realized over the years when I go back and I think, wow, how could I have not known this before? I feel like a complete idiot, you know? But nobody's born knowing. <laughs> Although on that note, I did have once one guy about 10 years ago when I started my channel who actually made a video where he talked about the pain of how hard it is to be born knowing. I think that's how he literally defined it there. It was oh, born knowing and oh, the burden of knowing everything. Um, some of my subscribers might even remember him. His name was Mac. felt really bad for the guy. I feel he might have had some sort of a psychotic disorder, but my point here is that earlier when I'd argue with people like that or try to prove myself or get their point, you know, to try to understand them and figure out why a person is being a complete asshole to me, I've realized sometimes it's futile. But it's not you. It's often the other person is just angry at the world. And I guess that's kind of what brought me to make this video. You know, I hear a lot of talk about kind of embracing the now and the spiritual nature of things and then others who say, no, that's all bullshit. You know, all that matters is getting ahead or making a dollar. Truth is, very few people out there. In fact, I've never talked to anyone who said that all that matters in life is money. <laughs> yeah, we kind of live by that. A lot of people do. It's very strange. It's a very it's a cognitive dissonance or an ambivalence like we I want to start off this way. When I was younger, I was taught that what matters is the way we treat other people. Uh, what I mean, regardless of where I learned it, from parents, from teachers, from, you know, peers. When you're a kid, you're taught you treat others with respect, you don't lie, you don't cheat, you don't steal, and money isn't the biggest thing. It's not about what you have. It's about being happy with what you have and where you're at. And, um, and then all of a sudden, we reach the age of 18 and we're told, all right, now go out and cut throats and take all the money you can and, and get yours. And, you know, the, the whole of what's admired about society in a lot of circles is this getting ahead, this winning, this win versus lose attitude. I hate to break it to you, but we all fucking lose in the end. And at the same time, we all win. What do I mean by that? Of course, we all die. You can't avoid that. But we can win by choosing how we live our lives. Time being the ultimate commodity, the most valuable thing that there is in existence. And yes, time is a construct. I've heard so many people say this. Time doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. Look, time, as a definition, is the passing of events. So therefore, things happen. Time passed. You, time may not exist as a physical entity, but really I think talking about that is akin to people who say that nothing really exists and that we're all living in an illusion, or that nothing of matter has substance, therefore it's not real. That does not help me in my life at all. I cannot wake up in the morning and say things don't exist. Cool. You know, that doesn't help me. Um... And I guess what I'm saying here is I've learned to really let go of a lot of <laughs> a lot of the things that you think you have to do or know or understand. There was a time when I thought that there was a knowledge you could gain that would help you understand 
things that others, let's say, need to understand but don't. So I researched the occult, mysticism, religions, and I realized in the end that it's all subjective. Whatever you need to know to survive is dependent upon who you are, where you live, and your circumstance. When I mentioned letting go a minute ago, there's a term for it. It's a it's called the Tao, or the Wu Wei is the, is the common term for it. And it's also known as non-doing. Society is always there to tell us what is good or bad. And honestly, it's mankind who determines what's good and evil. And it's almost always that way. Uh, it's not a natural order. There's no natural law that says this is evil. Uh, there, It's all virtue signaling. And... I know that a person's already thinking, nope, wait a minute, that's not true. You know, it's against natural law to just kill people for no reason or to, uh, that there is evil, that there are child abusers and people that harm others. There are people who harm others. The hard part to deal with is the fact that most of these people were harmed themselves. So it's a vicious circle. But it doesn't mean that evil just inhabits them. It means evil is merely a term for ignorance. There are some people who have very malicious intent. But why? Where does that come from? You know. So the idea is that in today's world, which is something people have always done, but much more now, is virtue signaling. Which is, I am superior. It's judgment of others based on the fact that they, let's say, eat meat and we don't. Or they believe in a different god, and we don't. Or a different elected official, and we don't. And we've lost touch with that idea that we can just agree to disagree. <laughs> so it's about letting go of that control. Learning to flow with the river, but it doesn't mean that wealth is useless. It doesn't mean money is useless. It doesn't mean that we have to give up or be lazy. It means that the path of least resistance is balanced with action and awareness which means we have to take a certain amount of action and be aware, but also let go of shit. One of my favorite terms is the tallest trees catch the most wind. And of course this means that if you want to stand out, then you'll pay the price for it. And regardless of how you want to live your life, humbly and quiet or loud and obtrusive, um... It's important to remember that there's a term, it's called Amor Fati. Amor, A-M-O-R, F-A-T-I, which is basically, Amor is love, and Fati is like fate. So it's embracing the outcome. It's loving your fate. Enjoying whatever comes your way because you have to. <laughs> and one of the things that prevents us from this is that we confuse wants with needs. We think we need this, we need this, we need this. I've never felt that I needed anything. I mean, other than food and water, shelter, um, you know, and I even consider companionship and friendship to be one of those, but it's not a necessity to live, but what is living, right? <laughs> I mean, I could live with my wife and enjoy my, my small family in a cabin for the, till the end of time, and I'd be content with that, but... I, of course, want to know my friends and meet more people. So life is about connection, but it's also about being very content with what you have 
and realizing you don't need more than you think you do. Our society is loaded with judgment, anger, resentment, and guilt, and when you let it go, it's not about not being angry. It's a major misunderstanding that people you know, think that you can just live life without anger. You can definitely learn not to respond to things angrily, but it might enter you when you, when you feel that somebody is wronged or harmed. It's natural to feel it, but you let it go. You process it and you move on because the wind keeps blowing and the water keeps flowing. It's like you can build a shelter and hide away, like I said earlier about, you know, just escaping from society, but you can't hide forever. You got to eat. You eventually have to go out in the world, you know, metaphorically, I guess, and, you know, be part of it. I don't know. There are a lot of people out there trying to change other people, and most of those folks are really just need to change themselves. That's they're the control freaks, the ones who are always in charge whenever there's a gathering, the ones who always have to tell others how they live their life or that get easily offended by something they don't understand or accuse others of things that they themselves do or projecting. But um, there are people like that out there, but uh, there's a lot of, <laughs> I don't know, opposites attract, right? We grow together as a community. We choose our friends wisely. We try to be as balanced as we possibly can. And this crazy thing we call life is a roller coaster. I mean, there's no normal. It really is subjective. And we're so judgmental, we don't even realize it. We're, re we're reactive, and we have resentment and anger. And So, it's my belief that anger is... I've come to the conclusion that anger itself, when it's held for more than a couple moments is merely a lack of reason or insight and I don't think that very many I don't think that any anger can be really justified without using either ignorance or a lack of reason because you should be able to overcome these things so what kind of people do we enjoy being around you know which is a really funny thing to bring up because you know, sitting here making this podcast in the back room, I've got the doors shut, everything's quiet, and all I can hear is this rumbling car on the next block up, and I think about how, you know, unaware and disrespectful people are of their own noise pollution, and then I start thinking, well, you're just being, you know, overly sensitive about it. Um, it's no different than the people that burn plastic in their chimneys and whatnot, and the point being we're all trying to live here together right? We're all just trying to get along. And so I don't get angry at things like that. Um, because me getting angry at other people is a lack of my own insight or understanding. Um, so as to what people we enjoy being around, people who are respectful of others for me, not the controlling angry abusers. I can't stand people who talk about other people. I think one of the most frustrating people, types of people for me to be around are the ones who talk about other people. And I don't mean like I'm talking about groups of people or people who are harmful, but rather individual people. Oh, gossip, you know. Oh, this person did this, and oh, their life is this. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> There's an old saying, it's a, if I can remember it, small minds talk about people. Average minds talk about places, and great minds talk about ideas, something like that. 
Um, but that, of course, that's, you know, not always true. I think that we all share a couple of things in this world. We all share the reality of death and um, a fear of mortality. It, fall, it becomes more prominent as our youthful illusions of, you know, boundless life fade away. I mean, I'll be 45 this month, and uh, it's weird looking back to think when I was 20, like, oh, I have so much time ahead, so much time ahead. But what fascinates me the most is how society tries to obscure this or hide it from themselves. This cognitive dissonance that, yeah, I know I'm going to get old, but I'm going to dye my hair, I'm going to get surgery, I'm going to get wrinkle removers, I'm going to get Botox, a botulin toxin injected into my face. Now, I mean, I'm sorry. If there's anyone out there who uses Botox, in all respect, I mean, I get it. We use hair dye, attire, even get certain surgery to correct things. Um, we try to use youthful language and we take risks. We try to be young in heart, but getting poison injected into your face to stop your ability to make certain, your natural face, it's shocking to me, but it really is. I mean, I'd like to say, well, that's just the way the world is, but honestly, it's so common, it's so normal, and it's so accepted, that's why it's shocking. That if you want to look youthful, you just hide your natural features, your wrinkles, which is usually only frown wrinkles. <laughs> A lot of people have those because they spend their life frustrated and you know, I don't like to even talk about those things. It's uncomfortable because I know a lot of women out there are the ones who do that and they get e might get easily offended by somebody saying, hey, Botox is dumb, but I believe that it's a stupid thing to do. I mean, if my wife was doing it, if she really wanted to, I'd say, hey, that's your choice. But I think it's dumb as hell and that's my opinion. Um, but it's normal. It's normalized, you know. <laughs> But I think it's the whole idea that we try to stay youthful. It's um, it's a psychological... Because we have psychology, neurology, biology. They're all just partial truths, that, but we don't know the whole, right? We, we can't understand the whole per big picture of who we are, where we come from. We have an incomplete picture, an incomplete puzzle. And uh, we have... <laughs> We're born into this world and we're forced to, you know, be part of this society where there's classism and pollution and bad products and tyranny. And so we start asking ourselves, are we obligated to care? Like, should I have to vote? Should I have to help my neighbor? And who put these ideas into our minds? And we have to decide that on our own. I mean, the thing... One of the saving graces for me is the realization that we have phases in life. We step forward. We step back. We keep living. We keep learning. But we can never assume that we have it all figured out, whatever it might be. So we use our time wisely because it's the only commodity we really have. But if we fail, we tend to justify that failure. And as long as you're justifying it properly, which means that I learned from it, Instead of, well, screw you, it was your fault. So much finger-pointing out there. I mean, there are there is blame to go around, but in, in some sense, it's an individual personal responsibility. You know, We have to balance our empathy, which is extremely important, and emotional intelligence um, with... 
I mean, empathy is always preferable to hate, but we have to balance that with a little bit of, I guess it would be standing your ground and definitely drawing your boundaries, an important lesson I learned. You know, if you have friends or family or people you know who say certain things that bother you or situational, somebody who's always late or is always lying, you call that out and you say, this is how I feel. You don't have to berate the person or harsh them, but if you have a conflict in your life with a person that you love, you just tell them exactly how you feel. You should never beat around the bush. It might be painful, but it's always worth it in the end. But you cannot let other people rule your life. Regardless, it doesn't matter who they are. You are your only individual person that you have to live with. Always. You can't escape yourself. And so we have to be open and honest. As funny as it sounds, part of that is being embarrassed, in like, at least in my opinion. And um, being able to embarrass yourself but not take it seriously. Um, sometimes I talk about things that seem childish. Say I talk about drugs in general. I think, oh God, but wait a minute. This is part of who I am. It's part of our culture and how we got here. There's so many taboo subjects because people are afraid to talk about them. So anyhow, in the sense of don't let others rule your life, it's not just people in your immediate family and friend group, but letting the internet or a small group of people dictate what you say or don't say. Kind of like the cancel culture where people are afraid to say certain things because they get attacked on Twitter and uh, maybe they say something stupid or shitty or maybe it's taken out of context. It's hard to know, but don't let others rule your life, but don't let yourself rule other lives either. I think that's a crucial one as well. I mean, we simply have to build a good foundation and be honest with ourselves, but also be honest with others. Be cool, bro, <laughs> by being authentic, right? And, uh, you know, as cocky as that sounds, you know, it's taken me a long time in my life to just admit that I'm cool. And that sounds totally stupid when I say it, and I anticipated it to sound dumb. If I were to say, I'm tremendous, I'm awesome, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, it feels so stupid to say that because I'm just another human being with a different brain. And I've learned... I've spent enough years to understand that the greatest wisdom really does lie in knowing you know nothing. Being able to admit that you don't know shit about what other people are thinking. You don't understand shit about history other than what you're told. And all we can really do is look around and build a good enough understanding of the world to say, wait, this, is, this feels right and this feels wrong. And then we're always going to get a counter to that. In other words, no matter how... And this is one of the, the great takeaways here. It doesn't matter how educated you are, how many books you read, how much you travel, how many people you meet. You could spend your whole life traveling and reading every single thing and you still wouldn't know a damn thing about how other people think. And that's crucial. I mean, sure, there's psychology, and but if you, if you start drawing conclusions about other people, you miss those subtleties that make us all unique. And... So it's kind of a mystery. In other words, I say that because some people really want to understand the world. They want the answers. And hey, I was one of those people. But you realize you can't get them. There are some things that are unknowable, ineffable. You know, the Zen, that's what Zen is based on. It's kind of throwing the jokes back at you. So you know how it feels good to do things yourself and to learn things yourself, so you spend as much time as you can educating. Learn, you know, read articles, read 
you know, science journals, but do it with an open mind. And I'd like to say all of us do research, but how much time do, you know, as an individual, do you spend reading about local news or daily news that will, won't matter tomorrow versus what's something that you could use for the rest of your life? In other words, when a lot of people were worried about politics, you know, a decade ago, I was reading about philosophy. Not to be superior or better or no more than anyone else, but because that's what interested me and I thought it would be useful, and it has been extremely useful. So therefore, I've done something with the anticipation that it would benefit me, and it has. And that's why I share these things. My path is not your path, I know that. Some people may have no interest in these things, but for those who do, I don't know. You know, reality is um, an interesting thing. <laughs> it sucks at times. We've come a long way. We've gotten rid of demons and crystal balls and false prophets, but wait, have we? You know, no, people still go to get tarot readings and psychic readings. They still want to know their future and where they come from and where they're going. We still want to know what the afterlife will be, if anything. But a false sense of security is still security. Because beliefs have a positive side. They give comfort, but they also give somebody to blame for the problems. This is where it gets difficult. You see, when we start having beliefs in things that we can't prove or having faith, that means often that we have faith that there's a counter to that or a side that's against us. So we find a scapegoat, somebody to blame. It might be the devil. It might be evil spirits. Or it might be the government themselves. And as evil as the, a lot of politicians are, I can't say that they are to blame for all of our problems. But uh, people want this promise of eternal life. And I think, and I hate to say this, but it might sound harsh to say that for those who desire and think that they deserve an eternal life in a great place, I think that's very selfish and arrogant. To even think that a person can be on this earth for a few decades and all of a sudden know that they're righteous enough to live forever when nothing else does. Nothing lives forever. And so letting go of that is not about breaking your heart that there's no heaven. Because there very well may be. I don't know. I mean, I've been having these discussions for the last, you know, 35 years with friends and family. Is there a heaven? And if so, what would it be? And if there's a hell, why would it exist? And how could a person die after 20 years and then spend eternity burning in hellfire? It doesn't make sense. Because of one stupid mistake or not taking the right God. Religion is so preposterous at this point that, you know, it's been picked apart so many times. So, not to dis religion, it's more to say, let's make stories that help us in this life. And so long as your belief helps you, then more power to you. But God is subjective. There is no authority on what is real as far as anything beyond our three-dimensional reality. There's no proof that there's past lives. There's no proof that there's a future life. There's no proof that there's a God. There's no proof that there's, you know, I guess even aliens to that point. I, I was, I've been an alien believer and believer in UFOs for all my life, fascinated with them. The internet over the last few years has brought forth some very hard truths to deal with, which is that maybe a lot of these ghost stories and UFO stories are bullshit, or at least a lot of them. 
I still believe that there's craft visiting this planet. I've seen plenty of weird things. But there's still a part of me that has to be questioning whether maybe they're from this planet. Maybe they live in the planet. Maybe it's a military project. And I bring that in to make the point that it's easy to draw conclusions of things we want to believe to be true. It's just like if I said Jesus on a piece of toast and I said, oh, I, you know, I'm a born-again Christian now. I'd be lying to myself. So I guess uh, the, often the leap away from religion for people goes straight to nihilism, which is not hatred of existence or dismissal. It's an awareness of our nothingness, only to be attained by concentration and over time realizing that we create our own story, that we really do write our own books. And that comes to do, do, down to fate and whether you believe that, you know, Amor Fati, em, embrace fate. So we have attachments and then we start practicing non-attachment. And there's a whole separate video podcast I'm going to do here in the future about quote unquote enlightenment, uh, which interestingly enough, I wrote this, all the notes for this podcast I want to do a year ago. And I still haven't done it. Uh, talking about non-attachment in love or, you know, the idea that you can't be attached. But, you know, what about loved ones and people? Um, people have attachment to land or ideas. And uh, it gets pretty wild, you know, when you really start breaking these ideas apart. And um, conclusions I've come to are things like, you practice yoga. You don't go do yoga. It's a life process. It's something that people do every day. It's a way of living. But the Western version is to go sit on a yoga mat with some tights on. Um, and then we see other people's past. And we think this is the illusion of greatness. This person did this. Um, <laughs> we have ups and downs. Life is not a straight line. All we can do is listen again to the stories that we hear. Read a book again. Listen to ideas again, because we're always growing and changing. And as long as we live our lives without fear, we'll be much happier. Because fear breeds anger, and then anger breeds violence. So if we look deeper than these social constructs, things like left and right politics, or yours and mine religion, you ask yourself the big question, what is God? What is the use of beliefs? And what is the use of government? You break these things down and you start to say, okay, this is how I see things. And then you bounce your ideas off other people. And that's really all we can do. You just got to let go of the bullshit, I'm telling you. There is so much crap out there. So much blame. It's just preposterous. You know, so on a final few notes, it's a brave new world out there. How do we want to live in it? New discoveries, new ideas, they will always have detractors. And there's a fear of knowledge from a lot of people. There's always been a fear of new discoveries, new ideas, and uh, even a complete denial of the evolution of the human species. And I'll be honest, I believe in evolution, but I still have never heard a good enough scientific explanation as to why things become more complex why emergence brings so many of these same patterns together? Why does nature favor certain limbs, certain shells, certain types of biology? And what is this all about? And for anyone who tells you they understand it, you know that they're just insecure because nobody understands it. 
or it wouldn't even be up for debate. But the interesting thing is that if we don't see that we're all entwined, we will destroy ourselves before long. Slight differences in belief can cause wars and death, pestilence, you know, refusal to help those in need because of this illusion that they are different from us. We're much too attached to what we wish to be true, and we divide ourselves accordingly. And maybe that's the natural order of things. I don't know. I've questioned this. Is this what humans are meant to do? You know, like the old George Carlin joke about the earth wanted plastic, so it created humans. That joke just hits so many funnies. I mean, because it's we it's the point that we just don't know. And science is very imperfect. It's ever-changing. And the thing is, many people cannot handle truths that changed, that change. No religions change over time. You have a set belief system, and that is how it is. But science is always changing, so therefore people will say, well, they used to believe this, now they believe this. They can't decide what's real. And that's, I guess, the human problem. We can't understand the fact that we don't know what we don't know. It's the Dunning-Kruger effect as a society, which says that the less that you know, the more you think you know. And I think as a whole, we really kind of resemble that. But uh, I don't know. I guess, you know, I prefer to listen to nature as much as possible. I try to feel what's right. And that sounds cheesy to a lot of people, but not at all to people who know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you can, nature is you, it's your mind. It's not going out and talking to the trees, it's asking. And you get, you do get these answers, but it's not in some, you know, hovering guy in a robe. It's, we're all entwined within this you know, earth, this existence, this universe, and we cannot depend only on our intuition. But, I mean, because many feelings are learned, not felt. In other words, we can't just say, oh, I feel it in my heart, this is right or wrong. No, that's usually based on a preconceived notion. We just don't understand, you know, when we started believing that. And um, we have to find balance between what we know and what we need or desire. In other words, we call that reality. <laughs> there's no secret key. There's no special chant. There's no special sauce that'll give you all the answers you want. And um, we're always growing and changing. So being kind to one another is important because cooperation is a benefit. It's in our nature. Um, <laughs> destroying our own planet and ourselves through ignorance and competition, we tend to act as if the planet is ours to waste, and that's a larger version of what we do to each other. We just, it's funny, you can't beat up on humans because they do what they do, you know, but we've got to this point now where we have to make some serious decisions. And so, uh, often going down the rabbit hole, you find it's abandoned. All we can do is talk about our fears and talk about our concerns and what moves us and wait for these ideas to ferment. Sometimes we don't have a lot of time, but stress kills, anger kills. So choose your anger wisely and choose your time wisely and don't engage with toxic people unless you have to. Always ask what the ROI or return on investment is in any situation. Not always in a selfish sense, but a return to anyone. There's a lot of things that we do that are just pointless. 
and we have to weigh the options on that so thanks for coming thanks for listening to my podcast 15 minutes of free thinking i would like to uh, say thank you to my patrons for making this possible and uh for helping to contribute to these efforts and uh, i appreciate you all i will be back next sunday with another podcast and this one will be one of a few things but i haven't decided yet but i have my ideas written down um i'll be doing a podcast perhaps in the future with my brother i haven't decided what the subject would be but i think music would be perfect music and its connection to our hearts and our soul and how we feel about uh, music in general because he's a musician we played in a band together so we talk about what we know right so thanks for listening i'll talk to you all soon and have a wonderful day don't forget to smile don't forget to treat people with respect and uh i'll talk to you all soon much love (laughs) 